Hello and welcome. You listen to the African States, the program that brings you the knowledge about African continent. My name is Kindaba. I'm your host of today's program. In today's edition, we have got uh, Luis Curitola. He's a lawyer uh, by profession. Um, he's a human rights activist. He's online right now, uh, directly from uh, Luanda, Angola, uh, the capital city um, of Angola, one of the most expensive cities uh, in the world being considered by uh, experts. So um, we're going to talk many uh, issues regarding uh, the situation, political situation, economical situation uh, in the country. Uh, we'll start greeting from him. Uh, Mr. Luis, good morning and uh, welcome to the, to the program. Hola, good morning, Mr. Venancio, and uh, to the listeners. We're here to, um, to give you our view about what, what is the situation politically and economically and socially here in the in this part of Africa. All right, you are right now the, uh, in the country, you are um, you a lawyer, uh, you are a human rights activist. Uh, tell me what is happening right now in the country regarding um, a politically uh, situation in the country. Well, um, as you all might know, there's been a, a, a change in the uh, in the governing sector, whereby the former president, Mr. Jose Santos, has uh, given up power to uh, to his uh, uh, predecessor, Mr. Lorenzo. After 38, 38 years in power, he then decided his uh, colleague from the same party, MPLA, to govern. And since then. We have been uh, observing what we here call the new phenomenon uh, by um, combat the intention of combating corruption, uh, being uh, the government being a little bit more open and, trans and transparent, and you know, there's a, some sort of a, a new attitude towards governance, and the president being praised by international international uh, organizations that he's keen to you know to alter the uh, the political situation and social situation as well as economic situation in Angola but locally uh, in the first three months or four months there's a, there was a big a big boost on to this direction whereby the president has uh, has uh, taken out of his cabinet some of people including children from uh, previous president Mr. Dos Santos who were gov who were put in very strategic in very strategic uh, sectors of the cabinet like the sovereign the, the sovereign fund the uh, the Angolan uh, state owned oil company in Sonangol, and uh, there was a license which was issued to the, to the children of the president to run one of the channels of the, of the public TV uh, broadcasting corporation, which was taken up from them. That, that channel alone was consuming about $150 million a year, around about... Uh, Around uh, about uh, twenty thousand, twenty million dollars a month, and he has stopped that. <laughs> he has um, stopped some contracts which were uh, 
uh, wrongly uh, attributed to, you know, assigned to the uh, doctor of the president, Mrs. Isabel dos Santos. We're talking about FSEC, whereby he was attributed the uh, contract to supply all the power line material from the new dam that was built in uh, in, in the province next to Luanda in in, uh, in, in Malaysia province. So those actions was seen to be uh, to be the, the change of attitude and phenomenon uh, which is de deviates from the previous government attitude whereby it was uh, full of complicity between the wrongdoings of the government and and uh, and, and, and uh, his cabinet members mm. politically what Yes, uh, uh, on the same note is combat to corruption because I heard the, uh, the former uh, the, the president Jean uh, Jean Lorenzo um, he, uh, something that was cheering in the country after uh, he uh, jailed or put in prison uh, Mr. Filomeno, who is the uh, Filomeno de Santos, who is the the, the the son of the former president, uh, and after he was released, can you just tell a little bit about the situation? How uh, the Angolans saw this process? Well, um, this process first when it happened, Mr. Mr. Joseph Filomeno was jailed for the, the, the sovereign fund, and allegedly there was also, or there is another case against him regarding adding the fact that he is uh, uh just uh, hello can you hear me can you just repeat again the question uh, itself or the answer after you said that about mr filomeno what exactly happened because i lose i lost you what what i was saying mr filomeno was jailed due to the fact that he had uh, misused the funds from the sovereign the, the the money from the sovereign funds and as well there's a, another case against him with regard to the uh, money that was uh, illegally transferred from angola to london uh, the uk uh, about 500 million dollars uh, as far as i know he was jailed temporarily uh, due to that uh, misuse of the fund, and uh, apparently we just had uh, that the uh, public prosecutor has negotiated with uh, with a company that was assigned to manage this sovereign fund with Mr. Mirage, whereby uh, he gave the money back and then he was released. This is which is totally on my perspective and uh, other colleagues, other lawyers, the there is no such negotiation that can be allowed once one has breached the law. There is recovering the money, and then you need to pay for breaching the law because that was a public crime is uh, to, to, to misuse that, those funds. Unfortunately, what we have seen, what we have seen and we have heard is that he paid the he the uh, pay the money back, and then he was released from jail. And the public public prosecutor has guaranteed the people that the case is continued. But now, even a week before he was released in jail, 
the public prosecutor came to the public uh, announcing that they were, the case against Mr. Filomeno was now sent to court to be tried. Unfortunately, since last... Uh, no, Louis, Louis, um, we've got a problem here, technical problem regarding the, 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 the your sound. You say that since last, since last, uh, when? <coughs> since last December, that we were told that the case has been taken to court already by the uh, public prosecutor. Up to now, we've never had any uh, any news regarding when the trial against Mr. Filomeno Santos is going to, to start. So we are waiting to see whether this trial is going forward. And the other trial also, the other case about the illegal transfer of $500 million to London, we don't know what is happening now. And then we don't know also, uh, there's a case that came from uh, from Portugal against Mr. The, the former vice president, Mr. Vicente, and then up to now, there's no any news regarding this this case in the court, if it is going to be trialed, if it, the course is going to be, you know, is going to be filed. So this is the, the situation with regard to the combating corruption. <laughs> Nevertheless, there is also some, what we call here in Angola, the new, the, the, the small fish people who have served in the public, in the, in the public administration, which were jailed, are being tried. And we, 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 we say that's not enough. That's not a pure demonstration of combating corruption because the big people that uh, have taken large sums of money that this country needs, they are free going on and stuff like that. Whereas we are seeing some actions from the public the, 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 the public prosecutor. But that is something that we are waiting to see. So do you think that this uh, uh, combat the corruption in Angola is kind of fiasco? It's just uh, a cover-up to using the small, as you call it, small fish you know, those who stole less money than those who stole millions of uh, American dollars who destroyed the country? Well, to say it's a fiasco right now, I don't think we we, we are we can say that now because it's too early, because I know that the uh, justice and, uh, and the prosecutions, it's, especially when we come to corruption, it's a very complex subject. Okay, it takes time. It's not something that we take for one year or two. We, but the thing is that there is a lot of confusion and lots of questions that you know that's being uh, asked. Why some cases are more quicker than the others? You know what I mean. Whereas that we know people that uh, that um, that has stolen money. We don't know if they are being investigated or not and another thing what is not what is also calling attention is the uh, involvement of the cabinet of the executive to the uh, of the executive power to the uh, legislature to, to, to the lawmaking power like the uh, judiciary you know mm. we've had some time ago that one the um, the communication, former communication minister, Mr. Mr. Reblage, was taken out of the plane 
by uh, the guy from the police saying that they were asked to to, to, to take him, uh, whereas the, he has the immunity. You know, he's a he's a is a member of parliament. He has immunity. He cannot be taken out of the plane unless the public prosecutor has requested the uh, the uh, the national assembly to do so. And as far as we know, the national assembly was never notified to call the gentleman to go to testify before the public prosecution. So that that is our suspicion that there is there is a, an influence. There is an influence being, you know, exercised from the uh, office of the president, if I, if, if I may say, and which is very, very bad. It means that then we are not in a real democratic society where there is a separation of, of power. Judiciary should do their job according to what they have, to their, to their calendars and their ability and their priorities. And the executive will would concentrate exclusively to the uh, administration of the country, as well as the parliament would have, you know, concentrated on the legislature on the legislative side of the of the, of the state. But what we have seen is that uh, there is a sort of like a selective hunting. You know, there are some people that's got more privilege than others, which is not good. And we here in Angola. We started not to accept that. Mm. You listen to the African States, the program that uh, gives you all the knowledge about African continent. I have got online uh, Luis Curitola. He's a lawyer. Uh, he's a human rights activist. He is now trying to give me all the uh, the or we're discussing regarding the situation in in in, in Angola. Uh, Angola, as many people know, that is one of the um, power uh, country in in Sad Deck uh, region. Um, we've got uh, so much uh, natural resource and 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 so on. Uh, uh, Louis, just tell me, they recently was passed a law in the country where, uh, within six months, uh, they should be, all the people who stole the money, if you may say that, or then took the money illegally from the country, they should return it. How is this process? Do you think this money is coming back? This money is already came back. Uh, what do you well, think this process is? Well, there is, there is the the act for repatriation compuls first voluntary repatriation of capitals that were uh, illegally transferred to, to abroad, and then after the six months it would have been uh, compulsory from repatriation. What we have heard from two sides of the the, the coins was that the National Bank of Angola. Once upon a time, it said that they that they have received some money, but the the uh, the anti-corruption unit office has come to public saying that they have not they have not received any cent, which is very confusing, you know. Hmm. Where it's very confusing right now. We don't know whether there there were some people voluntarily who had repatriated funds, but. Up to now, there is this, there is no one, no one like is being prosecuted after that six months has, has, has finished. What we have had recently is that some companies locally has handed out, handed over, has handed over uh, um, 
handed over some capitals from their companies because the, the, the companies were illegally uh, built up and then they uh, given up some money and the state has also come out, the government has also come up with a list of some companies which have taken money and has not paid back and then uh, if in six months time they're not paying back that money or then the, the companies will be confiscated. That is what we uh, that is what we have ahead. Mm. Um, do you have an idea along this uh, thirty or forty years that MPLA is in power, how much money was taken out from the country? Well, it's difficult to uh, because there is no official source. No, all, all all what we can say is uh, pure speculation. We are talking about 150 billion dollars along this time or more, but this is just speculation because there's no figures, official figures whereby we can go and say that this is this is exact. But it's around 150 billion dollars or more. Mm. Um, as we talk about this, uh, uh, um, I mean this amount of money, and we know Angola. Uh, currently in Africa is one of the uh, uh, is the second uh, largest debt when it comes to money that's been borrowed from China. What do you think about this? Uh, uh, what's going on after we, we as you already explained, Angola uh, or this um, politician had had this amount of money that took from from the country and put it on their accounts outside, and yet Angola owns millions. Uh, or billions of dollars to uh, the Chinese. Well, it is a, it is a, it is what is causing the problem whereby the bank, the public debt is very high, and up to now there is no infrastructures to to boost the uh, the economy because you cannot you you, you cannot boost the economy uh, grow the economy if you. You know, you don't have the basic infrastructure, when we say water, roads, uh, and uh, electricity. And then at the same time, then if you see our, our, our budget, there's a big sum of money which is put aside to pay debts. And this is what is causing lots of, lots of problems here, because the money what we're gaining now, just to pay debts, and then we are trying to recover that money that's been lost, but it's, it's becoming difficult. So Angola in this situation, and Mr. Lorenzo is uh, is trying his best, you know, uh, to see if we can, uh, you know, uh, get this money back. But in my point of view, with regard to that, the biggest problem for Angola is not the money. The biggest problem for Angola and for Africa is the public administration organization. The public administration is so bureaucratic and it's very corrupt, you know, and it's not efficient at all. So, which does not support the uh, the business sector, and this causes causing a big chaos and it's causing making the country at a very big risk, whereby an investor to come here. He needs to make a plan in order to recover his money as soon as possible because there is lots of uncertainty with regards to the uh, lawmaking, 
to regard the um, attitude of the uh, public uh, public officials you know so it's not yet a country whereby anyone can just make business without support of a public uh, a public servant uh, guy so this is what is making difficult and this is what the problem is like just for instance if you are, if you want to open a a tourist a, a tourism company and you and you locate a site whereby you need to invite people and go there and uh, have some fun and spend the holidays for you to submit those documents can take you like three four six months even if if even if that time if you don't pay money to to boost the process then the process will uh, will be retained at the public administration with regard to that ministry so that is that's what is holding Angola right now. I don't think it's the money. But the problem is because Angola is a very rich country. Angola has got lots of resources. Angola has everything, but has not got an environment whereby would people would attract investors to come and invest in freely. And that is the uh, what Mr. Mr. Lawrence is trying to do by himself, unfortunately. Because his cabinet members are not following what Mr. Lorenzo wants. There is a big resistance. They try. You will see that from time to time, he's, uh, he's resigning some, some officials and putting others because there is a many resistance and there is many corruption as yet. Despite the fact Mr. Lorenzo has been calling to his officials to stop this this uh, this this uh, attitude of uh, of being corrupt, but there's a big resistance, and then we are just wait to see where we can go with this. Because if you if you go to any ministry to get a document, then it will take you some some months. We've had a while ago that the uh, a commissioner who was working on the uh, traffic department for for traffic licensing. Then he was selling licenses to uh, to the Chinese guys. The Chinese without coming to Angola, he had Angola licenses. And he was just put aside and, and there's no case against him, but there is some small fish in that, in that department which were jailed. And this is how complex it is, this, uh, mm. this uh, corruption fight uh, in Angola. Okay, uh, you said that the, the Jose, uh, I mean, uh, John Lorenzo, he's fighting almost corruption uh, by himself or he is uh, alone. I've got two questions. Um, let's say, uh, first of all, why um, the president don't reshuffle the cabinet completely, taking all mm -hmm. from uh, the Santos era and he builds his own new cabinet? And the second question is, what do you think, I just give a scenario, if uh, the president, Jean Lorenzo, is not in power today, do you think the situation will be, uh, will be worse than José Eduardo Santos? The thing here is, the corruption attitude has, have, has become uh, a culture. People don't believe in making a business to wait for one year, two years, and the people don't believe going to the government sector to serve. They believe going to the government sector 
to save themselves. And this is not only within the MPLA. I think it's the whole society. And that is, that, that is why, even if you reshuffle the cabinet, then the next that is coming, it's coming anxious and eager to, to enrich himself in the next day. And that is the culture that we have got from the 38 years of governance of Mr. Santos. That we have seen people that is poor today and tomorrow is rich. He, he, he sleeps poor and he, and he wakes up rich. And that has become a culture. And what is needed for that, be with Mr. Lorenzo or someone else, first one needs to understand that that's, that is the biggest problem in the country. You know, the mentality of the people who wants to go in the public sector. Why the public sector? Why do I go to the public sector? Is to reach myself or not? And on the second hand, the public sector, the, the public sector itself needs to be uh, refurnished or requalified, if I may say, if that's the correct term in English, whereby people in the public sector, they must be in salary whereby they can live out of that salary because the salaries in Angola in the public sector are very unrealistic. Let's say, if you pay a gentleman a salary in Angola, just in the public sector, if he does not do any other business, then his salary will not last up to the tenth of, next, of, of the month. And we need to look at that. We need to pay salary which is capable to buy the basic needs of, uh, of, uh, of, 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 of the public servant, electricity, uh, electricity, water, and the, and the basic food and transport, especially because people work far and they need to take taxis. There's no public transport enough in the in the country. Even the public transport is not. It's, it needs to become expensive because it's, the public transport is subsidized by the government, and the FME now is fighting against that. Doesn't want the government to subsidize many of the public uh, the, the public needs. So we need to sit and be more realistic. The government, whoever works in the government, needs to earn a, a salary whereby he can make a basic living, and which is not the, the reality right now. And that makes people to uh, to to find alternatives in whatever they do and wherever they are they will find an alternative to make a living. And that is what is the feeding corruption, uh, the small corruption right now, like what I said previously, if you want to, uh, to, to get any document to open a business without you paying some money, then the document will last forever in the administration. Because these people, they will create obstacles so that you can find yourself in the... In a, in, in, in a way to pay some money so that your, your document can, uh, can come out early. And that is the biggest problem. Mm. You listen to the African States, the program that brings you the knowledge about African content. I have got online a Luis Curitola, lawyer and a human rights activist. We are discussing the situation in Angola. Um, how is the 
maybe we'll come back about uh, fighting corruption, uh, Louis. But uh, I would like to to touch other subjects as well uh, regarding uh, um, education and the health system in the country. How it is today? Very bad. Very, very, very bad. Uh, there is no real system for the education sector in Angola. There is no, um, whereas the government has been talking about it. But the thing is, the government itself does not trust the education sector, the product that comes from the education. Let's say, a gentleman that comes from university, what are the opportunities that, that a young man that coming from the, the university is? You know, mm -hmm. doesn't have. We've got engineering, we've got all the sectors that being, we've got lots of universities, but you will see that the government, the public, the public offices, you know, going to get foreign, like consultancy and give foreign to, uh, jobs to foreign, foreign companies, instead of hiring, you know, uh, the locals or, or local companies or even giving this job to local universities. I will just tell you something. There's a drought, there's a long drought going on, going on, on the south. And the government has uh, has uh, put up around around $250 million to to find a solution of that drought so that they can, can, dream and, uh, can, can build dams and stuff like that to find a solution. But where are we going to get the solution? Then we are going to go buy them in China, Israel, or anywhere else. Why don't we give this opportunity to the people that at university, like engineering and environmental engineers, you know, at, at our university, so that these young people, they can become become included or integrated in the solution of the country. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. We've got people, got technolo technology that's being developed in the country, but the government does not has a policy to support those those initiatives, and that is what's killing education. One will ask yourself, why do I have to start? Why do I study? You just study maybe to be selected to work in the government or in a private company, but there's no there's no, no motivating initiative from the government. And that is the problem. And that was even going, you know, to, to, to the public sector. If you can see, there is, we, we, we've got a deficit on, on doctors for, for all the areas in the, in the health sectors. And then that deficit, we are, we are, we are, we are closing them with, from calling uh, doctors from Cuba. And one doctor from the government of Cuba, one doctor is $10,000. Understand? Mm -hmm, whereas you, whereas you, you have more than 5,000 doctors who hasn't got a job in Angola. Angolan doctors who hasn't got a job. And these doctors, they are not employed because the government argues that claims that they don't have budget to pay these doctors. And these doctors... The highest salary a doctor can earn in Angola is $500. It's $500 is about, right now, it's about 1,500, 1,500, 500,000 kwanzas. It is one, uh, $1,500. 
So the government hasn't got $501,000 to pay an Angolan doctor, but he's paying $10,000 for each doctor from Cuba that's in Angola. And that money has to go to Cuba. Well, it, you see? Uh, yes, that is a really big contrast. And uh, but what uh, uh, I mean, this kind of policy that's being implemented, uh, I think. And that, and that is very demotivating. You find as many doctors as possible in Angola. And if even the, those doctors, they need to go for public, uh, for public, uh, what do you say that in English? Um, public sector, you mean? No, they 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 they, they, they need to go. Um, they need to apply, you see. They need to do a public application. But the doctor coming from Cuba is not is not even tested his his capacity and his ability. He, the deal is with government of Cuba. They, even they send the nurse. They say he's a doctor. Then it's valid. But for Angolan. A doctor to be accepted as Angolan doctor, then he needs to go for tests and uh, tests and tests. Understand? Mm, I do, I do. So that is the uh, very, very annoying and very disappointing situation, which Mr. Jo Mr. Lorenzo is not is not resolving this problem, and this is the biggest problem in Angola. You see, mm. there is no efficiency, there is no efficiency and. And the reality in the uh, in the public sector, which the same with the, with education. So if you do not trust your your citizens, how can you how can you expect that your citizen will work hard to study at universities or to further study? A doctor struggles in Angola. A doctor, a medical doctor, struggles to get to buy a car. He hasn't got enough salary for. A bank to give him a loan. Mm. It's not the same as other countries. Mm. And, uh, and uh, on the same. Become, on... Sorry, sorry. For you to become a medical doctor, you need to study in Angola at least seven years. You've gone seven years. You are employed. You are employed, but you don't have enough living to buy a single car. You need to take a taxi. There is many doctors taking taxis in Angola. Hmm. Yeah, and there's the, the transport system in the country doesn't work very well, I believe so. It doesn't work for sure. Mm. As uh, when it come to to, to education and and, and 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 health system, uh, what we see is many of um, the politicians in, in Angola instead of using as you said that they don't trust the Angolan doctors instead of being treated in an Angola hospital or go to a public school. They send their children away uh, from the country as well. When they're sick, they go uh, abroad to be uh, treated. So, what do you think about it? That's the reason that they don't want to make uh, the work, uh, the, the health system and the education system are working properly in the country. And that is the, uh, that is another thing that Mr. Lawrence would have seen, because the um, the public servants, the ministers, the president himself. They don't benefit. They don't use the public service where they are. Where they are ministers, you see, mm -hmm. like the, the the water and the electricity minister. He doesn't. He doesn't use a public power line. He's got a generator. He's got a filter at his home. He doesn't use the water from the tap. How can he 
then uh, give us the, the purified water because he doesn't trust that water that is a minister of. You see, mm. the president thought the president daughter were about to give a birth to a, to, to a child, went to give a birth to the United States. Whereas in the, in the, in the country, there's uh, as many as maternities as possible. Why don't the, 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 the president uh, children does not give birth to the country whereby his father is a president? Those are things that we need to look at. Those are things of mentality of the people in this country. Mm. They're, they're in the public sector, but they don't use the public service whereby they are they are they are providing to the people. Mm. Uh, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk about the drought that's going on in uh, in the south, um, but also in 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 capital city, uh, you've got a problem of water and electricity. But if you're in this capital city, uh, you just drive one hour to the north, one hour to the east, and then you find the rivers. Why don't uh, I mean the, the country or the capital? At least uh, starting the capital city. They don't have a water or running water into into um yeah at homes that's what i am saying the lack of trust of national qualified people to to give them opportunity to find solutions to these problems is causing that because they want to depend on the foreign financial uh, uh, uh financial giveaways Whereby the like the World Bank would fi would uh, would finance like a a, wa a, a a water line from one point to another point, and we call foreign companies that the Chinese companies they will uh, finance the, the water line coming from one point to another point, and then the Chinese Chinese will will bring everything from China. Even the employees, they will come from China, and we, we just take some unskilled laborers and put them in front. They will, they will, whereby they will say they are giving opportunity to the people. And that is not that is not acceptable. And we cannot trust that this country can develop if we continue, you know, to mm. act like that. So it is it is understandable. You cannot explain. In Angola, to miss uh, to to be short of water in our taps because every province has got a river. Every single province has has went. Even in Kunen, where there is a drought, there's a river that's going that's supplying water to Namibia, and there's no well. That is a good question. I was Namibia. I spoke recently with someone in Namibia, uh, which exactly told me that how come uh, uh, um, Namibia supplied water from Angola and they don't have a drought. And uh, where the river is in Angola have got that problem. They cannot solve the situation. Uh, that is a question mark. Why is that? <clears throat> Did I lose you, Lul? Do you, do, do you understand? I, no, I was just saying that I, was, yes. I spoke recently with someone in Namibia who exactly mentioned what you just said, that in Namibia they don't have a shortage of water, uh, but yet they get the water from Angola. And in, in Angola, where they've got all this amount of rivers, they don't have a, a water. They've got this uh, drought uh, in the south where people and animals are dying. Yes, uh, that, is, that, is, that is the problem here in Angola. Uh, 
you cannot understand and one cannot explain as well. The people that we are supplying the resources, they, they can manage their resource and we are the supplier, we don't have that resource. So we, we, we hope that, that Mr. John Lorenzo would look at these questions as he's been brave because he's, um, he pays attention to these small things and sometimes he comes to the media to say that uh, they will resolve. But let's see. We we are here to give him the mm. benefit of the Do you the think doubt. that he needs he needs more? He, do you think that you uh, the Angolans need to give more time to the president due to the fact that he's uh, in power for a few years? In some extent, yes. He's got the, at least he's showing a will to 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 resolve some aspects, and then other aspects that we don't see him resolving. Maybe he's the one who knows he's in. He's the one who's running the cabinet, the government. Uh, then he, he knows what the challenges are, and he's, he's, he also knows what to do with it. So we we need to give him a benefit mm. of the doubt. You listen to the African States, the program that gives you the knowledge about the African continent. I have got online Luis uh, Curichola. He's a lawyer by profession. Uh, he's a human rights activist. We are discussing uh, very important issues um, uh, regarding um, Angola. As you know, that uh, Angola have got a new uh, president um, after the former president, uh, Jose Eduardo Santos, left power. Uh, and uh, we don't know exactly where about. I don't know, Luis, if you know where is the um, uh, where about the, the former president. Well, the former president, we know that he's in Spain. Okay, so uh, we're saying that he's chilling out in Spain, right? So uh, he completely left the country, so you're not expecting to come back or what? <laughs> well, we don't know. What we've heard from the social media is that his, his family advised him to spend some time, some day with his kids and... Uh, and his uh, grand Okay, talk about social media. Uh, you guys, or oh, the Angolans, rely more on the social media than the, the, the public broadcasting corporation. No, it's not only... I don't think it is only Angola. It's the, this is a... I would say a world phenomenon whereby who's got the news... And who's faster to deliver the information than wins? And the social media is faster in everywhere in the world to deliver information. Like in America, everywhere you are you are getting news from the social media, and the, and then the, uh, the the traditional you know broadcasters are going behind those news. I don't think that is the only thing from Angola. Whereas in our case, it's helping us a lot because. Because, because we are facing a big problem. But when comes when comes to uh, rely a source of information, do you guys always believed on a, uh, the national uh, news? We talk about it, the newspaper, the television, and the national radio. No, we tend to trust more on the social on the social media because. Uh, the, the public uh, broadcasters, uh, they've got uh, this convenient attitude to, for, 
for telling us some some, mm. some information. Louis, somebody who uh, uh, travel a lot and knows uh, the continent. We're going to talk a little bit about the continent itself. But what is your biggest your biggest frustration when it comes to the country Angola? The big my biggest frustration is the public administration efficiency. And the uh, the the thing that the government does not trust the the uh, the professionals and the uh, and the and the people qualified in Angola. That is the biggest frustration I have. That we are not given opportunities enough opportunities. Mm. If you have got a power now, which is you have to tell Mr. President, I believe he will listen to this. We're going to send up this to social media in Angola. Um, what do you like to tell President Jean Lorenzo about your frustration or what you like to see to change in the country? Uh, what I would like to tell Mr. President is that he has got a very, very big opportunity Uh, a very big, big opportunity to build up the best and the most rich country in Africa, maybe to, to in the world, because he's governing a country whereby, despite all the money that was stolen, the country still got more many resources. But he just needs to believe on the people that he's governing and then make the right decision and not trust more on foreign inputs. The foreign inputs are very important, but he needs to give opportunities special to the young people and to the young people sectors. Okay, meaning like uh, the Angolians young uh, should do the um, trial and error, right? Try, mistake and fix it. So that's the way at least sure. the country going forward, like many other European countries we see today, they are very developed, but they had to use their own people, try error and fix it. All right. Uh, let's talk that's a little correct, bit about yeah. Africa. You have been living in uh, many uh, countries. South Africa is one of the countries that you uh, you lived for years. What do you think compare uh, situation uh, Angola and other countries in Africa. Do you think we have got a similarity regarding uh, the, the 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 issues that are going on in uh, in Africa? There is a difference between here and there, but I think there is a there is a sense whereby these African leaders they get together and discuss how they can they, how they can delay the continent because. What we are, we what we are lacking in in Angola. You go to Congo, you go to Somalia, you go to Nairobi, you go everywhere. In some way, we are lacking for the same thing. We are lacking from public infrastructure. We are lacking from uh, electricity. We like we are lacking from water. And if you go to all these countries, then you will find that there is there is big potential of. Uh, <laughs> of natural resources, but we are having a big difficulty to transform those potential into reality. I think, I don't know whether they are, they are, they are having a meeting together or so, because there is no 
there is no difference between South Africa and uh, and uh, and uh, Angola and uh, Zimbabwe. A slight difference you 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 will see in this country, but at the end of the day, the problem mm. is the same. And then uh, to fix the problem, what do you have got any solution? Well, I think the the, 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 the the solution was going to is is, is to emerge the young mm. people in power. The young people have to be in power because they are they have understood that this way of uh, running the continent is very prejudiced to them and to the to the upcoming future generations. So this old the old generation of politicians. They need to to go on on retirement and raise young peoples to to power and uh, to develop. This is the sense of all the, the the young that I talk in many part of Africa. I just I mean I interview uh, people from all entire continent, and the answer is just the same. Where they want uh, the uh, the older generation to stay behind or step down or just be an advisor to the to the youth. And the young to come and take take over, uh, because uh, what they are talking about is many of our fathers. They think because they gain independence and they are only ones can run the country. And then was the young people saw no, that's not the way. You you gain independence, but now stay stay behind, and we're going to run the country because we know exactly what's happening right now. We don't want to. Um, uh, foreign uh, foreigners like the Chinese to come overtaking the continent. I don't. I don't think that is the right approach because there is no one in power today who has ended the independence of Africa. Those leaders that end, has ended the independence, they were killed, and these people they were put mm. in power. They are puppets, which were put in power. To you know, advance the uh, mm. the West interest, and they have been said the West interest. That is that is what needs to be said. There is no one in power today in Africa, as far as my, as I know, who has any independence in this country and is in power. And those people who has any independence, they they most of them they've been killed. You you can say about Kwame Nkrumah, Thomas Sankara. You can say about. Uh, you know, uh, Patrice Lumumba and many Agostinho Net and many, many others. And those people who have an independence, they had another view, but they they were strategically substituted to for, for, uh, to this uh, these puppets. And that's what is mm. going on. Mm. It's very, very important and uh, point that you're touching right now, which is a. Uh, uh, that is true that many of these uh, leaders, uh, they, they were, the one you already mentioned, um, they had a mindset completely different to what is we have got at our leaders today. So then the solution is to give power to the young generation. Okay. Uh, you listen to the African States, uh, the program that brings you the knowledge about African continent. Uh, we are talking with uh, uh, Luis Curitola. He's uh, uh, one of the um, uh, lawyer and human rights activists uh, based in Gala. Uh, we talk a lot about the situation in, in Gala, the corruption. Uh, we talk about the health system, uh, the education system. 
um, when it comes to a political situation in, in the country, uh, there is any tolerance between the I don't call it the the main political party we're talking about. Uh, MPLA, the opposition party, uh, UNITA, and the other party? How it is, Luis? Yes, comparing, comparing with the previous time when Mr. Desant was in power, there is a big, very, very big change. There is more tolerance spirit between okay, the Okay, so we can see in the future will be a really good relation between these parties. Uh, uh, yes, we're going to have a good day uh, uh, working together. Do you think so? I don't think, uh, well, it can happen, but you know, uh, politicians are mm. unpredictable. You know, you never know if they're acting like this, and when it comes to the election season, they can change their, their, their behavior. So, we need okay. to wait and see. Uh, before I let you go, um, I just want to know, um, even though we touched the subject, but uh, malaria is one of the biggest cause of um, death in the country, as well as other part of the continent. Do you think, uh, I mean, can you just give in overview the situation uh, in, in the country? Well, uh, the malaria is the shame of Africa, is the shame of Angola. There is, n we, we, one cannot understand. We've been having malaria for many years, and then we know the source of malaria is the lack of, of basic services, the sanitary, that is the problem. There is no intention, and we cannot believe in any intention of buying medication from overseas to come in and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and they manage malaria unless you don't, you know, improve the, the basic public services. If there is no effort on public services, then you don't have any intention on, 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 on putting away malaria. And that is the thing you see here in Angola. Up to now, the government has not put any effort on creating, uh, like, um, uh, um, basic services to the uh, to the to, to to the people. The the people are building their own houses. There is no involvement of the government. The the people are building their own septic tanks, and at the no, at the end of the day, then the government. Uh, building the trenches to pass the uh, the dirty water inside of the shanty where the people are living, and that is the causing the mosquitoes, which means the the mosquitoes are being created by the effort of the government. Mm. No, go to Samba, go everywhere. You will find you will find dams built by the government for water to run from from one point to the sea, and when and they they don't have any measure. To prevent mosquitoes from developing there, they don't clean those, those those trenches. They don't do anything else, which means that the government is creating mm. the mosquitoes. This is very interesting point. I never thought about it. Uh, I travel often. I travel often to Angola, and I see this dump that you were talking. But I never thought about it. So that is a source of mosquitoes in Angola, though. 
that everywhere the social mosquito is the the mosquito comes from uh, stagnant water with the, with the, with the waste you know that waste gets spoiled and rotten and with the stagnant water then the the the, the, the mosquito with 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 the plasmodium will will burn from there mm. you know and then if you are building those those uh, those trenches or uh, uh, I don't know how you call that if you are bringing those trenches which is crossing inside the living the delivering areas what do you expect then you are the one who, who, who creating conditions for those mosquitoes to 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 generate and then on the other hand you are buying you are spending millions of millions of dollars buying tablets from overseas why don't you entrust the the need of of uh, of manufacturing mos- mosquito tablets here in angola with the medical students chemical uh, chemical students at universities mm. of angola or africa why do we have to buy why do why do we have to to dig the trenches for to create mosquito ourselves and then the medication mm. we need to buy from overseas we are on the top of the hour uh, luis curitola uh, <laughs> is my guest today uh, i would like to ask him a final question or final thought before i let him go did i have got any question that i haven't asked you that is still there uh, i would really want to say this what exactly you like to say everything is clear everything is clear thank you You listen to the African States, the program that brings you the knowledge about African continent. Uh, we had online uh, Luis Curitola, lawyer and a human rights activist. Uh, he was uh, there online telling us about the situation in Angola, all the issues regarding corruption, um, issues regarding the health system situation, uh, as well as uh, uh, education in, in the country. Uh, we touched a little bit about. Uh, Uh, situation in um, in in the continent so uh thank you uh, for listening and hope to see you next time again have a nice day